The following program contains irreverent humor, brilliant insights, and story elements from television or film that may give away important details. We got spoilers, or as they say in Klingon, Gumaka. Don't say we didn't warn you. To travel through time and space in Star Trek Discovery, all you gotta do is hook up some nipple clamps to a space pig and shoot it full of the fungi. The Klingons are on to Discovery's new magic mushroom ride and are eager to steal the technology, so in the latest episode, choose your pain. Captain Lorca is kidnapped by the Klingons and gets thrown into the slammer with space scoundrel Harcourt Fenton Mud, otherwise known as Harry Mudd, and another captive Starfleet officer. Fans will remember Harry Mudd from the original series and the Saturday morning cartoon as the rogue who was always out to make a fast buck. What the track? Welcome to the podcast where we fabulously explore the strange new episodes from the TV series Star Trek Discovery. I'm your ship's captain, Fausto Fernos. I'm not sure if I'm an android or I'm just really high. Please welcome my first officer and husband, Mark Felian, this time from the Mirror Universe, who, just like the guy in this universe, you can't give him a compliment because he always takes it the wrong way. Joining us is Colette Gregory, who is back from her away mission to bring love to a planet full of angels and almost got killed using the Orgasmatron. Hi, guys. Buy me something nice and I'll show you my hairy mug. And our ship science officer, Brian Sweeney, who used a Borg maturation chamber on his dog with (laughs) on his dong with hilarious results. I've now got a seven of nine. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Oh, my locutus. Well, when we last left Brian Sweeney, he was ready to give up the whole enterprise because he Mm -hmm. felt it was too much of a discovery to really go deep (laughs) into this space. Voyage? Uh, It was a voyage, yes. Yes. Thank you. Space Mm -hmm. voyage. That was good. (laughs) Thank you. I think you got them all. Did you get them all? I don't know. Because it doesn't go with the original series. You, you're saying Discovery has strayed from the path from of the what original Star Trek series. Is. I actually never said that. I just said. It wasn't Star Trek. Well, I, but I never you said monsters. that. Well, that was, I, saw, I saw the bingo thing that you, you posted in the Facebook group, but no, like, I never said, like, this has got to be Star Trek. Like, I. I was just saying, I was pointing out the individual episodes Mm -hmm. and the flaws and inconsistencies of the plots therein, like what they were trying to do and how they were failing to -hmm. do it. Not about necessarily the greater Star Trek, because I feel that Star Trek's malleable and can be uh, used for anything. And I'm fine as long as it's a good, like a good story. Mm -hmm. I can, I don't need, that's what I've always said, like. If it's good, like I don't care about it where care it is in you, canon. If, if they have like hope or not. But you know what? Brian's onto something because in the past it was you have no right, and now it's fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said the F word the first time on a start in Star Trek. They said, fucking they Star said Trek, the baby. Word. And they said it not just once; they said it twice. Fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. I mean, there's no other way. 
to show that they were excited. It was amazing. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. <laughs> it, oh, it didn't... People are up in arms about it. They they are like, oh, Star Trek was something you could watch with the family and how they're dropping f bombs and my kids live in a pure lily white world where their ears are always stuffed with the purest of cotton mm. and they've never heard the f bomb before. So they're so upset about it. They had uh, a woman get ripped apart in the last episode and like things exploding and people stabbed through the chest like your stupid kids shouldn't be watching this in the first place it's way too dark for any kids you think yes this isn't well what, no what i mean not if what you're lab- cool like what age level of kids because kids see people get killed all the time on television shows but, no they don't kids don't watch television anymore kids watch youtube videos well this is basically youtube cbs all access isn't it first of all no kid's gonna sit down and be like hell yeah star trek kids don't do that no. they just don't they're well, just be, Battlestar Galactica did say frack first. Yeah. Because <laughs> they couldn't say fuck. And they got away with it. But they also had, like, books with rounded edges. So that's how stupid they were. And now the Klingons are like, petak, shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, people are all over Twitter. They're all up in arms. Um, a gentleman called PZ Medic says, oh, I know hashtag him. Star Trek Discovery. Disappointed. I grew up watching Star Trek with my dad. I watched it with my son. The episode had F-word and gay characters. Disappointed. Oh, oh shit. Oh, the gay guy said it is fucking mm-hmm. cool. Of course yeah. he would be the one to introduce Of course yes. it's a woman yeah. and a gay man mm-hmm. and they didn't let the black woman say it because that's who would be the lightning rod. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, though, too, this is what, the 24th century this is happening in? 23rd. 23rd. And so by then, do you think fuck still has the same revel- relevance as it does today? I don't think so. I mean, first of all, it's, I feel like... They should, ha- and maybe they did. Like it seemed too, way too much. Like uh-huh, we're doing this. Can you believe it, guys? Like we said the f word in Star Trek. Like it just seemed like it was so like pointless mm. and dumb that it wasn't like it wasn't a cool thing. That like wow, that was the best way, that, or like that, they did it in a good way where. It was just, it just seemed like they were doing it to do it. It was definitely self-aware. Like Anthony Rapp told IndieWire, we were aware of it. We embraced it. And we had a blast with it. (laughs) These people put their brains to work in a really tough way. And they had a breakthrough. And I imagine there are scientists in their labs who might do that anytime. We didn't drop the F-bomb in Star Trek by telling somebody to go F themselves. We did it by saying, this is fucking cool. Okay, but I mean, that's (laughs) bullshit for Anthony Rapp. I mean, that's fine. But if he's like... Because you you're not taking into account the actual fucking context of it, mm. and so like if it's like oh on Sesame Street and like I just had to piss, so I whipped my dick out and pissed on Oscar <laughs> the Grouch, and that's fine because everyone pisses, and it's like Oscar would like that. He lives in the garbage I, can. Well, no, he'd be very upset about it. I He's live in the garbage can. Yes, but He's like in water sports. But, Don't ask how I know. Yeah, so <laughs> so those like things like he's already got a hand up his ass. Oh. So those things, like, they're, it's not just about, like, we weren't thinking about it. It's well, like, sh- first of all, shut up. Yes, you were. Sure. It, it was definitely intentional because they're trying to make Star Trek hip and cool and not, like, something that you, you, you know. Because when you look back at the older episodes, sometimes they're very, they're wholesome. They can be hokey. And so they're trying to make them be not like. Not your mom's Star Trek. Yeah. They're trying. Exactly. They're trying to, like, they're trying to make it Star for Trek modern generation. Star Trek after dark. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Star, what is that they say in um, the, the Baywatch after dark, <laughs> there was a t- Baywatch with vampires in it. That no, there- yeah, Baywatch Nights. Oh, yes, there was Baywatch Nights. <laughs> this is Star Trek. I did not watch it. Hold on, guys. This is Star Trek Black 
alert. Mm-hmm. They were the black alert Star mm-hmm. Trek. We can say fuck. And, right. you know, and in the future, it's kind of comforting that we still have the word fuck. And you it know? still can get people like... <gasps> Shocked. But part of it is it sounds old fashioned. It would be like someone being like, you know, scootily ooltaloo today. You know what I'm saying? It like, does seem like it an, seems old fashioned. It, it seems like an anachronism, which is like whatever. The but, biggest issue. But yeah. like um, in Star Trek, that's why they've always only used like Shakespeare and uh, classic poetry and classical music and stuff because. If you just like play like the pop hits of today, mm-hmm. which I guess they played the Beastie Boys in the new newer movies, but like it's it, I feel I, the test of time. I mean, maybe it, maybe yeah. it will, but yeah. it just seems strange. Like when he mentioned the Beatles, and like oh, like in the last episode, you know, my uncle was in a Beatles band, but I wouldn't call him John yeah. Lennon or something like that. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, would he know who John Lennon no, is? I don't believe that you would know, but maybe. I mean, it's just it takes place in the 23rd century. <laughs> Excuse I me, I was in a Harry Lizard's Renaissance Society, but I wouldn't call myself a shell pen. <laughs> that would be the equivalent of saying that today. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, and there's also like with and also like just music doesn't matter anymore like in the same way that it did maybe it will in some maybe after we have world war three uh it will and zephyr cochran goes out to the stars but who knows but like yeah like that beatles thing was so strange those things are just weird and i feel like they take you out and of the story and if you're able to find a, a way to say the exact same thing mm-hmm. without saying that I think that it's always better because it doesn't jolt you. Mm. Well, sci-fi really is our modern-day Shakespeare to some degree in, in the sense that the, it's it's meant to be more universal. It's sort of meant to pull us out of our current times. And, and, and I think about, like, Star Wars, when they curse, can you imagine if Princess Leia said, why you stuck up fucking half-wit, you know, scruffy-looking yeah. fucking nerf herder. It just wouldn't feel the same. And so it, the, them saying fucking is is kind of betraying this idea that we're in the future, and it makes us start mm-hmm. to think about this as a television show. It's, it's even weird, like in The Force Awakens, John Boyega, uh, the way that he played a lot of things, like, yeah, 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 I'm, yep, yep, that's me, yeah, what's up, mm, you got a boyfriend? Like, it was very modern and a very, like, He's obviously like John Boyega is like awesome and Finn's awesome and like it's great, but it is there's a way to play these things that doesn't uh, that makes it more classic. Like it can go through anything. It's a timeless thing, mm. like Shakespeare. I mean, Shakespeare's not very time. I mean, it, okay, like <laughs> Star Trek and Star Wars and things in the future. Like you have to sort of get away from ticks that you use in the modern era, but you also have to have a thing where people in the modern, like it's a, it's a movie or TV TV series. Yeah. yeah, Where you're watching, but you, but then you can have like space hippies Mm -hmm. and like things like Mm -hmm. if you try, if you go in too far Mm -hmm. or like the Voyager episode with, with the rock where they're wrestling, like there's, episodes that just are horrible. Well, imagine if a Klingon flipped you the bird. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it'd be kind of weird. Well, you know what's (laughs) interesting, though, too, is we don't really see, uh, you know, Burnham's reaction to any. Like, was she shocked? There was nothing. It was just, you know, it was just, it was that scene just between the two of them. He was like, no. Even though she was standing there. He's like, no, cadet. 
it is fucking cool. And then she's like, we better do this. Like, she was excited. They were like, yeah, go team. Yeah, but I, I feel like. Let's uh, go nuts. I feel like Put it would have. nipple clamps onto me. I feel it would have been so much better <laughs> if uh, the cadet was like. Like made like a squealing sound or jumped up and down or something like yeah. that. Like I think it's so that it would be like Jesus Christ. But then he's like, no, I want to do the same. Like yeah. I agree with you, I, but like I mean, it's fine. I don't give a shit. But that's the problem I feel with it. Where mm. it became a thing of like, isn't this crazy that we're saying? Fuck? Yeah, well, it was for shock value, and I think they wanted people to like blog and talk about it. So people were like, hmm, they're swearing on that new Star Trek. Maybe I will watch it. Yeah, like if the end of the episode like wasn't just a gay couple brushing their teeth. But just them like hardcore fucking and like slapping their dicks in each other's oh. face, then you'd be like, oh, they're doing this because they can, yeah. not because this helped move a story. They're just like, can you believe we're fucking doing this? And then they just like jizz in the mm. camera or something. But I bet a lot more people would sign up for all access on CBS Access. <laughs> if you know what I mean. All asses. Access. <laughs> in Klingon prison, now you gotta worry about being raped. Harry Muds. As well as be choosing your pain. Choose. Choose your, your pain. pain. What, what's the idea there? Is that, because it didn't quite resonate. So if you're in Klingon prison, you can survive by playing psychological games with your cellmates. No, right. uh, they said that he said that they do that because they don't want the prisoners to bond. Mm-hmm. So they give each like I guess it goes around each time, and they ask a, one of them like if there's three, they say like choose your pain. Do you want me to beat the shit out of you or beat the shit out of one of your cellmates? Mm-hmm. Like point at them. So if you point at them, then you can't become like then you know it's every man for himself and probably and eventually somebody is going to point to every because you can't just keep being like i'll do it you know and whatever so that's what it was it was about dividing and conquering i mean it's a good psychological torture thing to do it's about making it's turning them against each other so that they can't be like hey let's get together and come up with a plan unless they all just agree like hey we're all humans here let's all each just take our own beating and then eventually maybe we'll just get out of this. That's what Harry Mudd would want you to think. Mm. And then when it was your turn, his turn to take his own beating, he would pass it on to you. Ha ha ha. Remember in I Mud when uh, Kirk's like, Harry, Harry, and he grabs his mustache. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that, that this is a return of a classic character. Yay. Yeah. Harcourt Fenton Mud. Mm-hmm. He's one of the most favorited characters, because he was, like, in the original series, he was uh, he was a real, like, a rogue, a character, a, a scoundrel who was always uh, out to make a fast buck. In Mud's Women, I believe it's episode three of the original series, he uh, has he has a bunch of women that he is like giving to he's selling he's a slave trader as a prostitution Cute. ring and uh, he's <laughs> well like, there were wives he was bringing yes. wives so I wouldn't necessarily yeah. he was a uh, uh, you know these women did it's have sub slavery no they he was, had them on drugs he had them on he had <laughs> I them, don't know what he was giving them drugs to he, make to make themselves so that, feel beautiful make, but yeah. it was but we found out later on to give it away is that there, there was nothing really in the drugs it just yeah. made the women feel confident it was in their 
perceive them. Inside they were perceived them the whole us, yes. time. The beauty was inside them the whole time. And so he was not he was not a slaver. He was a person that was bringing women to a colony though of miners because these guys wanted wives. Yeah, but and he was making money off of was, them. Yeah, but and so he was had a them strung out on drugs. I don't. They, I don't. They know weren't what, real drugs. How are, I don't. It's it's a psychological. I fight mean, if you don't have drugs. Say that the institution of marriage is you know slavery anyway. So you know. You know, so, these so, women have choice, but people go to matchmakers all the time, and they do have like these Russian mail order brides. Wait, Harry Mudd's My a ancestors match- from Canada, the, the females came over on a boat, uh, a ball by themselves. They when this, they got to the colony, they got to choose their husbands. So you guys are saying that Harcourt Fenton Mudd is the future Patty Stanger from <laughs> Millionaire, Millionaire Matchmaker? matchmaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, I, I guess you could look at it that way, but I, I feel like these women did have some choices to whether they wanted to be, you know, be on that planet or not. Well, but he had them strung out on drugs, so... But they weren't real drugs. Okay. Right? They were placebos, weren't but they? But if you believe it, it is, then it is. It was a psychological case. Yes, psychological torture mm-hmm. is still, is still like, torture or whatever. Psychological mm-hmm. slavery is still... Sla- but that's part of slavery. Anyway, who gives a shit? <laughs> anyway, um... So were you happy to see him back? It seems like a lot of people uh, are very uh, like this character just because he's such a affront to the sort of wholesomeness of Star Trek. And he's comic relief. Yeah, a lot of people don't like Harry Mudd also because he's so campy and over the top. But um, this was the dark Harry Mudd, of course, because of Star Trek Discovery. But I thought it was uh, nice to have him like it was nice to have Rain Wilson I thought he did a great job you mean Dwight from the office yes Dwight yeah. Howard from the office mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. um D. White he he didn't have much to do but I mean he uh was good I, I, I thought it was like sort of a breath of fresh air to mm-hmm. have another character that they could play off of that wasn't Exactly the same and like just darkness. Because all those Starfleet people are all so serious. Yeah. Why so serious? Because <laughs> it's Black Alert, yo, and we're mm. going to be traveling through time and space. I mean, if you think about it, like, I imagine that if Janeway, and she probably read about the mycelial network spore drive, right? Because Voyager takes place in the future. Well, we don't know about this this drive. What's the what's the fate of it all? There's, it may be it like has a, to be banned or something. Yeah, right? it, it, it's gotta be, it has to be. It has to be banned or something because because there's no way that you have this spore drive that you can work. It's probably going to be exactly like the eugenics with Khan. Like you're not allowed to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. But you know, if Janeway had had uh, access to that, she would have probably hooked up those nipple clamps to herself. And oh yeah, send the the town. Wouldn't we all? She's like, where are my nipples taking me today? Because it, it, I guess it, it's not really nipple clamps. It's, it's uh, injecting some rods into like the rib cage of the mm, beast. Right? I think it was yes, like right by the nips, though. Well, they're on the sides. Like when uh, Rent does it at the end, he gets them Stamons. on the sides. Yeah, he gets but he, but he also had to get them uh, get Rent. DNA injected into him to, which was technically illegal too, yeah, right? Because you can't do like he uh, gets DNA injected to him all the time. Nice. Well, not yet. I had to say that. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Well, maybe, but from somebody else, or we don't know. Gays in from my space. My so-called life doctor. Um, but he, uh, they, I, I'll be fine when they're done talking about spore drives because 
they do it as best they can, and it's still fucking ridiculous when they are talking about mushrooms and shit, mm-hmm. and just like how we can move across mushrooms, and it's just like, what is going on here? So, do you think that do you think the spore drives uh, destined to die? Because Starfleet, you know, when they get Captain Lorca, they say we don't want you using this uh, spore drive anymore because we think the Klingons are onto you, so we need to hide this, so we don't want you using it anymore. Uh, and then, of course, they 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 experiment on the tardigrade, and they do stuff with the tardigrade, and then they're like, oh, we're killing it and so burnham releases it uh yes and then of course the the the, you know stamens comes in injects himself with some of the dna of that which is illegal because you're not allowed to augment your dna or else you become an augment uh and so uh and what kind of toll is that going to take on his body well i mean we see at the end that Mm -hmm. something happened yeah so but he was he was fine enough to brush his teeth right maybe but I, it's not really him. There's some, he came back. Something came back that wasn't. It's like Flatliners. What? Like, did you ever Lizzie? see the movie Flatliners? Yeah. The Kiefer Sutherland movie. Oh, is that, is that how you interpret the end? No, no, no. I'm just saying when they came him. when they came back, oh, they yeah. were seeing ghosts and shit. So yeah, I'm yeah. saying like it, it's a trope that happens in a lot of things. But well, like that happened in Stranger Things. The the boy comes back from the upside, under, down. upside down. Oh, and he pukes into the sink. Mm-hmm. But oh, no, he also a, starts that's having That's like this flashbacks. week, isn't it? That's coming out. No, next next week. Twenty right? seventh. Yeah, Mindhunter came oh, out. I, I gotta wait. watch that shit. It's funny that I memorized the Groff is playing straight. Who's playing straight? Jonathan Groff from Hamilton. Oh, he's playing who and what? Straight and and Mindhunter. So I'm really That's excited about the fact that we're sort of getting a peek into the mirror universe. I don't think he's brushing his teeth. Oh, of course, it's the mirror universe. It happened in the mirror. He wasn't a mirror. Because at the end of the episode, we see <laughs> the do- the Stamens brushing his teeth uh, with uh, Doctor Wilson Cruz, uh, his Puerto uh, Rican doctor, honey. Yes. Ricky uh, Vasquez. Is yes. that his name? Well, and so I'm okay. like in so like nineties girl life. heaven because we got Ricky Vasquez from my so called life and we got old dude from Rent, so I'm just like living my best life right now because they are together in one you, show. That's nice. Like you don't Call need a lot. Like, that's need that's a your lot. best life. That's Listen so to sweet. that boys, straight boys, if you're listening, <laughs> I do not need a lot to be happy. So mm. we see Colbert talking to Stamens like and they're like a romantic couple as they're brushing like, their teeth with like a Sonic, Sonic toothbrush. Toothbrush. People are so upset about that online. They're like, I can't believe they still brush their teeth in the future. And I'm that like, is kind of shitty. That but like they want to, brushes though. No, I know, but to have to hold a thing to your in the twenty, I think that it's more just because like we want to look at the twenty third century, and they're just like open your mouth for like once a year and just be like, and that's all you need. And to have to be like, wait, we have to do this all the time. But I think that like, they were just trying to show that like the gay agenda you know? is not like you know anal fisting. The gay agenda is oral hygiene, mm. and like they're just saying like gays, they're just like us. They, they take care of both. their teeth. Yes, but they well, also, but still they take care of their teeth. Practically, the way we comb our hair has not changed since Neanderthal times, mm-hmm. and brushing your teeth. Is sort of the same idea. It's 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 about cleaning out your mouth so you can sleep correct, you know, sleep well and oral hygiene. It's super important. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like yeah. in the future they take sonic showers. What the hell is a sonic shower well, anyway? And it's like also, a sonic toothbrush shower. And also yeah. that fucking Janeway was constantly taking bubble baths and she didn't even have any water out there. Whatever. <laughs> but I am not here to bury Catherine Janeway. I am here to celebrate her. <laughs> 
<laughs> but so you don't think at the end of the episode when the, uh, Wilson Cruz and Stamens, uh, Colbert and Stamens walk away from that mirror, on the other side of that mirror is is also there uh, Stamens just still brushing his teeth. I, you don't think that that's a you don't think that that, that scene between uh, Stamens and Colbert was the mirror universe? No. No. And the reason I don't is it's called the Mirror Universe. It has nothing to do with mirrors. Okay. But uh, they need a better name. They got a branding problem. Also, John, yeah. I'm just saying. Also, Jonathan Frakes mm-hmm. let it slip in a convention that he directed the Mirror episode, Mirror Universe episode, okay. and then he was like, "Oh!" And then everyone online was like, "He said Mirror Universe." And then there was this, and to me, it feels like. There's something fishy here. It really seems like they're trying to throw us off Mm -hmm. by having it so, like, there is nothing that they could, they have them in a fucking mirror. Like, you can't be any more blatant than that. But hold on a second, stop stop for a second here, though. There's a lot of Alice in Wonderland references oh, all throughout yeah. this series. That's what she was like um, quoting to herself when she was on that journey. That was one episode. Where was no, where are the rest? At, they're at the mushrooms mm-hmm. is also an Alice in Wonderland. But the reference mushroom thing is based on an actual of getting thing, big, right? okay, and mm-hmm. small. The tardigrade yeah, size getting bigger. Um, it's also the tardigrade is also a reference to the the, the caterpillar. caterpillar. Oh, I have some uh, interesting. And Alice's is, is okay. of course Burnham, mm-hmm. and she's sort of fallen into you know, another universe. And mm-hmm. so very much we're going to see Alice in Wonderland is the, the book as through the of looking this glass. season. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the fact that we're seeing the mirror universe through a mirror actually is following yeah. with this, all this. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about the target grid in, in a second, but okay. to get back to it, I don't think that Jonathan Frakes said that, on accident, I think that it was planted in the same way that so cynical. It's not cynical. No, this is what it's, it's what they've been doing. Okay. Jonathan Franks has been doing fucking Star Trek shit and big stuff <laughs> for decades. Star Trek. He's been shit talking about stuff. it, and for him to just all of a sudden be like, "Oops." Mm-hmm. Seems like such bullshit. In the exact same way, in Star Trek Into Darkness, Carl Urban was Carl Urban uh, said that it was a Gary uh, Mitchell, and then he was like, "Oops." And it just seems like, and this happens a lot. Marvel so you're saying does Jonathan Frakes is part of Section Thirty One? Nope, they, they're I, putting misinformation so, out. Yeah, there. and I also feel that they're Sinist- he does the things that good guys can't do. So you're yes. saying because because of Jonathan Frakes saying this, it leads you to suspect that anything to do with the Mirror Universe is a lie. Uh, so you don't think we'll see the, 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 the security officer who was killed last week uh, come back and maybe rejoin the crew? Because she, uh, in the Mirror Universe, since she was such a, a bitch in this universe, uh, in, the, in the other Mirror Universe, she's probably a good girl, right? I don't uh, probably, not. I don't know. It depends what me- in the Mirror Universe. There's uh, Mirror Mirror, the original episode, and then they return to the mirror universe a lot in Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. It's no one's really a good guy, no matter what. But um, but no, I just feel well, like she's not in, you know inflexible or angry or stuck up or cruel in the mirror universe. She's a nice person. Also, we you like know, Coco Peru. We've heard that like allegedly we'll yeah. see Georgiou again and maybe we'll see Georgiou in the, the but we the, saw her last we saw her yeah, last week I don't think that counts though well, you think she's they're gonna like bring her back the sort of the way they brought Harry Kim over from the parallel Voyager <laughs> I don't know who maybe. that is 
And, and the baby. It's like, what? Harry, get that baby and get it to safety. When the Vidians were after them, they yeah. were, there was two voyagers and they were kind of overlapping with each other. <laughs> and, so, and so they were going to blow one right. voyager up, but the Harry Kim on one uh, ship was dead and this baby that had just been mm. delivered was also dead. So like, bring us Harry, bring us the baby, and then blow your ass up. And kill all yourselves. Yes. Remember when there was an entire crew that they <laughs> of, of fucking like clones that they left on a planet, well, and they it was all were, Voyager people, yeah. and they just left them. They're still there. Fuck no, that show. No, they, no, you don't know. They were not still there. They left. They built their own Voyager ship, went out into space, and because they couldn't survive uh, without the the being on the demon planet, they they disintegrated. Remember when they found Amelia Earhart? <laughs> oh yeah, that was <laughs> in a trunk. This a trunk is all in space. That's all. So happened. all right. So uh, so you, let's talk about you. You wanted to talk about the tardigrade, but, but the mirror universe. I'm not saying. It, it, I, I'm saying it's <laughs> You're fishy. suspicious. Yes, I feel. I don't think. So so, mm-hmm. but it might be, but yeah. it just seems like they are really trying to set up, hey, it's the mirror universe Well, what way I think is interesting much. is that you see, you know, I think the, the interesting part about it is you see them as a gay couple in the, in the dark side of the universe, but they're not together in, you know, our <laughs> universe, right? What? I don't <laughs> know what you're talking about. So which side is which? Because Dr. Sam's and Cooper, uh, so we've seen so far, uh, do not have a romantic relationship. They don't, they're not, they're they're not, not fucking together. yet. They they're definitely... Fighting. No. They're fighting. They don't have they a relationship. They don't love each other. But in the mirror universe, they do love each other. And so it's going to be interesting when you see that crossover when they're over there. Like He's like, holy shit, I'm banging him? In the mirror universe... Love means not having to say you're sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, he said, uh, the guy what? said, Stamets said. That's so funny. Sw- they're, so they're like, so they're gay in the mirror universe for each other, but in this universe, they're fighting with each other. At least other. not yet. And this has always been a thing about Star Trek, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in Deep Space Nine, the Kira. Mm-hmm. In the mirror universe, was a lesbian. Yeah, no. Well, it's going to be interesting not. too about Saru because, like Saru in this universe, he's the prey, right? Yeah. But what's he going to be in the mirror universe? He's going to be the predator. Oh shit! Kira, Watch out! Yeah. I don't trust and you know what like I just found ass. out? Saru, mm-hmm. guess who, who he played from the nineties? He played the zombie in Hocus Pocus. What? Yeah. Yes. It's almost Hocus Pocus time again, yes. you guys. <laughs> oh my god, he is so tall and skinny. He's like, a tall so the tardigrade. Oh, the tardigrade. Let's talk about Voyager again. (laughs) The tardigrade was originally supposed to be a crew member. I know. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. His name was Ephraim. And uh, he was supposed to be a crew member on the Discovery Stamets boss. And they had written like whole scenes where he was like talking to Burnham about like Mm -hmm. the glory of mushrooms and shit. And uh, he was going to be on the bridge and they had a station design for him with a little bolster that he leaned over and he had a badge over his head that hung like a necklace. Wow. And so that giant tardigrade was going to be like talking and yes. have a voice like this. Uh, that would have been too much. It's like, he sounds like, what was that horrible person from, um, was it Jabba the Hutt or whatever? Jar like, Jar Binks? No. I was from Star Wars? Jabba, Jabba the Hutt. Hutt. Jabba the Hutt, yeah, just like a big Brian disgusting do a good mouth. Job. Do your imitation. Yeah. Who wants to hang out with that? Not me. Fucking. Did you know? I'll tell you who wants to hang out with. Salacious B. Crumb. That's who. (laughs) The rapper. Yeah. (laughs) Did you know that Jabba the Huts? The Huts are all uh, hermaphrodites. Huttees. Really? Yeah. Why? Why? Why are they all so uh, gangster in the planet Hut? 
Because they're they're uh, gangsters, right? No, because their, da- their son died. Oh yeah, their son died where their gods lived, and so they thought, oh, mm-hmm. we're gods now. Oh. Um, so, but the the, the Horta <laughs> from the Devil yeah. in the Dark, the yeah. original yeah. series episode, uh, there was a Horta named Narat. <laughs> In really? the books, a rat, and he is one of the eggs from the Devil in the Dark. And when he grew up, he got aboard. He became, he joined Starfleet and Aww. was on was on the Enterprise. In at the end of their five year mission, he was there in the books and in some of the old DC comics from the eighties. And he was in temporary command of the USS Excelsior. And how did he communicate with these people? He uh, the Universal Translator, I'm assuming. Oh, so they were fine because before they had to use uh, Spock to translate. Yeah, pain, pain, pain. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to a and place he didn't where use the turbo so... lifts. He just burned right through the ship to get to places. Is yeah, that right? uh, no kill eye. <laughs> so why did they decide to go a different direction? with the tardigrade because it was a lot of money because they would have to it was a huge cgi budget thing to just have this but i mean it's a cool idea but it could have been a guy in a suit they i mean it would be both i'm sure and and also let me just say uh saru the scene where he goes into the warp core or whatever the chamber is that they the spore drive chamber and finds Demet's on the floor First of all, it was very evocative of Star Trek Wrath of Khan, where yeah. Kirk comes in. But you shall and always I shall. Be. I have been and always shall be your friend. <laughs> Ship Yay. out of danger. Um, anyway, <laughs> Wrath of Khan is good. Anyway, mycelium network. Anyway, um, Saru, that his mask and shit, they look awesome. Because they did like close ups of oh, him yeah. in the bright and he was like standing over and it was them like the camera like looking up at him. Mm-hmm. It looked great. His mask comes in like four pieces or something like that. Mm-hmm. They, they, there's a little thing you can watch online and see how they Ooh. put on his perspective. But it was intense. Imagine if you passed out and you woke up <laughs> with Saru bah! looking at you. You'd be like Miss Silly, you show <laughs> is <laughs> ugly. <laughs> Thank you. Color purple for Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, our our audience knows. Well, that. You know, it was fun to see, to see all that. Uh, there was some. Uh, Brian doesn't see because he's straight. I don't know if Colat sees it, but you see like those scenes with uh, Saru and the the doctor and uh, also uh, Sammons, and you're like, hmm. these are three gay guys. Oh yeah, Saru all gay. Saru gay. Come on yeah. now. This is a, this is all so much blank. fun. Come I'm just on. really glad that we're doing this podcast in the gayest because Voyager was pretty gay. No. It, there was a gay sensibility but it wasn't like hard. This is like a gay bathhouse in space. <laughs> oh my you know what I'm saying? Well, now people are all up in arms as they always are. <laughs> Their arms are always who up are these in these people? Anna. These people so, Well, let me tell you who's up in arms, okay? Right-wing activist Peter LaBaria. <laughs> LaBarbera. Oh, Wait, that guy had a problem You know he lives something? in the suburbs, right? Of He's Chicago? in Chicago. Oh, Chicago, yeah. He goes Kill to the Beast. Let's he, go on a he goes to the, what's, wait, what's yeah. his name? Peter, Peter LaBarbera. He has La like uh, the Catholic League or something like that. Let and, me or, tell no, you about Donahue. him. No, he is no. the founder of Americans for the Truth about homesexuality. Yes. Okay. Oh, shit. So, so he goes to IML, which is the International Mr. Leather 
conference and convention. That's not for you. And he goes to like report on all the sick things that are happening. Oh, one time right. I went there. I told this story, know. but uh, time uh, Not well. When I went to Columbia, when I went to Columbia College, my friends and I. Uh, two. It was my friend Trina and another dude. Um, he wants you to know he has friends, so he named them. Yes, this was like <laughs> this was many years ago, but I have no friends anymore um, except Colette and Mark and Fausto. But oh, it's more like family, you guys. Oh. Yes, our Trek family. Well, just because we work on the starship together doesn't mean we're friends. We are colleagues, not friends. Um, anyway, <laughs> you shall and forever shall be my colleague. We went over to the con- was it? It's not the, not the Congress Hotel, whatever hotel it's in. Yeah. At that switches, time, yeah. now it's big. Maybe con- no, it's I'm gonna switch often, as well. It's, it's the, Congress. the Congress. Um, I just know it's by the Heralds. Yes. Anyway, uh, Harold <laughs> fried chicken. Best, mm-hmm. best. Harold's fried chicken. You find Harold's the recipe online. It's right there. Improv Ooh. form. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. I just walked. We went to into the hotel, and there was a bunch <laughs> of dudes and uh, a lot of asses hanging out, and that's it. The end. That was your story. Yeah, that's such a nice story. Like, oh my God. Let me talk about La see, Barbera. But it was, back, it was back in the day. Mm, oh, the day. Oh yeah. Let's go, Phil Barbera. So, so Peter. Peter. Barbera. Not Hannah Barbera. No. So he wants the gar- the gay characters on Star Trek to find a cure for their homosexuality because he wants it to balance all the positive images of homosexuality. So he feels like in the future they would have found a cure for that. <laughs> so he is, you know, talking to everyone about this. This particular article I got is from actually the UK. Uh, but he wants them to make the characters go through some type of change so that they're no longer homosexual. Why is he well, watching Star Trek? Like it's so he gay. But it's so weird when conservatives start like talking about Star Trek. It's always it, that to me is one of the most mind blowing things mm-hmm. when conservatives and Republicans and right wing assholes. Well, I guess that's redundant. Always <laughs> talk about like. Star Trek, and it's like this is they feel so like they not it. for you whatsoever. It's never been for you, as Harry Kim said to Janeway oh, and Voyager. Fucking Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Love is not a sickness. I don't want to be cured. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just glad we're able to make these statements. Mm-hmm. This so, uh, I mean, listeners, are you guys getting half of these references? Or listen, are they if they're fans of Star Trek, they'll get it. Way over their heads. We want to know. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook for What the Trek? Wait, are we wrapping up? No, no, no okay, just, good. We're, see, this is the call like technique is that while they're still listening to the show, we still have to talk about Lorca and uh, yeah. Ash. We got things to talk yeah. about. Things to say. Wanna, Tyler and I want to remind people Puck. about the Facebook group, a page. Is it a page or a group? It's a page, right? It's a page. I we made it. It's very bare it. bones. But yeah. yeah you I'll, made I'll it. You're the moderator. Shit. Yeah. N- and nude pictures of all of us on there. <laughs> Especially That's Brian. An, I use the body Mostly me, yeah. So, yeah. It's Brian's dong for a reason break, on Twitter. Break the internet. So Brian's dong Ever since Kim Kardashian broke the internet, <laughs> we've been trying to gather the pieces. <laughs> and I think the we've... Struggle. Yeah, so this is... So if you go to our page and help us with yeah. this movement... So, yeah, so it's like a, what the track pod, right? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. fucking cool. 
It's amazing. It is fucking cool. And for those of you who are listening to this uh, through our, our, our Feast of Fun on the RSS feed on iTunes, you can also subscribe to this uh, on our What the Trek podcast. Uh, so just look for that on iTunes and subscribe to that as well. Or wherever fine podcasts mm-hmm. are found. Mm-hmm. I also remind people, too, we just have one day left for our web series, Cooking with Drag Queen. Uh, Cooking with Drag Queens to get it funded on Kickstarter. If you just go to cookingwithdragqueens.com, you can find out more information about how we uh, follow these lovely ladies around with our cameras and document their very interesting lives and then bring them into the kitchen and cook with them. And what day is it done? It, uh, Thursday. It's done uh, Thursday at 9 p.m. Central, so donate. So Give them your coins, okay? We have you 25. like food and queens. Thursday, October this recording, 19th. We're only 75% funded, so we still need to make 25% more. And with Kickstarter, it's all or nothing. Yeah, so, so we don't get to 100%, we get to 0%. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to call the show uh, <laughs> Cooking Drag Queen. Mm. We can't afford plurals, plurals or compound It's just going to be Faust and drag cooking. It'd be very depressing. And you saw what Mark looked like in drag. It's not pretty. Beautiful. It's, that's not the mirror universe either. <laughs> yes. That's <laughs> this one. You're a handsome woman. So, uh, Lorca goes to uh, you know to talk to all the admirals and stuff about like leaving, uh, stop oh, yeah. using the, uh, the, the, the special spore drive and on his way back and Mimi Rogers yes. sort of like thin Mimi Rogers I mean Mimi Rogers is a curvaceous woman she's not mm-hmm. she's she was whatever. married to uh, Tom Cruise Tom Cruise yes. she got him into Scientology or some shit is I that know. right I don't remember who gives a fuck but he was probably into <laughs> it before I've heard Tom Cruise you know the rumors about him uh-huh. anyway. he's got a fake butt ooh a fake he butt he says he doesn't he says he doesn't but a I know a butt? fake booty when I see oh, one. shit he also ooh. wears lifts in his shoes because he's really short if you ever everything look at his shoes everything on him fake <laughs> so Mimi Rogers. So anyway, she's nude in the movie Full Body Massage <laughs> with Ryan Brown. Oh, so, so anyway, Captain Lorca. He, so Captain Lorca, he gets kidnapped. Kid. He's held prisoner in jail with hardcore Fenton mud and some guy claiming to be a Starfleet officer who had been uh, capt- uh, gotten captive at the uh, Battle, Battle of the, of the, the Binaries. Binaries. Uh, Lieutenant. Of, yeah. Ash Tyler. Ash Tyler, who says that he has developed a, uh, he's being kept around as like a plaything for the uh, female captain of the ship. Because Lorca's like, how'd you survive for seven months? You're a liar. And then he's like, no way, Malfoy. Uh, the Laurel chick is raping me. Mm-hmm. And then the captain's like, oh shit. And then Harry Mudd steals her Trisket. Needs it. And what did he say? Like, your parts don't even match up or something like that? Yeah, he's like, uh, he's like, we don't even have enough organs for you. Like, how many... I don't. What, what's Everybody going on down knows there? Klingons have like like seven vaginas. It's also in Star Trek. I don't know. See, like this <laughs> is where like shit. That, okay, first of all, in, in Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan, when they do the Kobayashi Maru, Lieutenant Savick, Lieutenant Savick, in the very beginning, Lieutenant Savick is like. Uh, uh, what I forget. It's something about um, how they might be able to surrender or something. Mm-hmm. And Captain Kirk or Admiral Kirk at this point is like Klingons don't take hostages or Klingons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Klingons don't take prisoners. Mm-hmm. So apparently they do because they yeah. have a fucking prison ship. Mm-hmm. So whatever. And also um, in Star Trek Six, the undiscovered country, McCoy is not able to uh, bring the guy back, bring the, or help save the Klingons' life. And because he and he says like he's not he doesn't know Klingon anatomy and shit like that. So it's weird that Lorca knows about the organs, but I guess you could have a perfunctory mm-hmm. knowledge of. And he also might be just like a joke or something like that. 
in some sense. So my yeah. question uh, is too with Lorca is is like he tells was it Ash like like how did or was it uh, Mud like how did you like how, why were you the only person that escaped and he's just like well I got out and then I blew up my ship. Yeah, Lorca said. Mm-hmm. Lorca told uh, because he didn't. Well, want no, because Mud That's somehow right. knew about it. Mm-hmm. Mud was like. Ah, you tell him about how you were the only one who survived. <laughs> no. And then he's like, yeah, uh, he's like, uh, the reason I blew up my ship is I know what the Klingons did, so I escaped. And I'm like, why well, don't... That seems a little harsh, doesn't it? It seems... It's mean. It seems strange. Do you it think seems, it's real? It, I don't... I do? I don't know. Like, it makes sense that, like, that's why he has the mm-hmm. darkness or mm-hmm. whatever in his eyes. And, but, like, how do you just, like, blow up a ship of innocent people and, like, still get to be a captain? Because, like, that's not how it worked for Michael Burnham. So yeah. we know there's a double standard if you're a white man or a black woman. <laughs> boom. That was my discovery. Well, this happened... She's, she's right. woke. Mm. Okay. That's pretty And he good. was intentional. And did they say when when exactly this happened? It happened at the Battle of the Binary Stars. He was in the battle. And then the, he blew up and the he ship. Blew up his own ship. And he blew up. And, and so that's why I'm kind of like... It, that, to me, that doesn't really make sense because, like, why would they keep him he deserted it as well. Yeah, and how well, does he blew it up? He blew it up, and how does he captain escaped get up? and then left everybody else off, so he couldn't like bring one or two other people so, on like whatever yeah. he vehicle he is. And so either on. he's totally fucking evil uh, or crazy. He is or, evil, or yes. or, is, or he just said that for like whatever reason. Well, he's, street cred he's and evil, jail. and he's not. He's in jail, not, you need street cred. Right. It's and, also not a good Starfleet but, yeah. thing where mm-hmm. they leave Harry mm-hmm. Mud to just be tortured to yeah. death. Like that's right. awful. But it also makes Lorca make me think that Lorca is because you know. Obviously, because we're set up to uh, either we trust Ash or we trust Mud, right? The, he, you've got these two guys, uh, and which one of these guys is uh, is Lorca going to be able to get off the ship with? And so we're assuming it's going to be Ash, because like mm-hmm. he, he does get Ash off the ship. And also, uh, the Starfleet officer, when Lorca says this to him, he's kind of nonplussed. He's kind of like, okay, you did what you had to do. Yeah, which thing. is like a little sketchy. Because like any human being would be like, you fucking did what? You blew up your ship to survive? He's not but, reacting to it. No. So Ash well, is definitely Vok. Mm. Ooh. No. Let's talk about that reveal. Let's talk about that, that they're played by the same actors. Oh. <gasps> wow. But, so, but the internet he's, not a, he's not a... Uh, I mean... That I think the idea the is act, that the, the, the actor's the same person, so yes. therefore he's probably the same character, too. So Most y'all likely. don't remember, Vok is a, a light-skinned, um, the <laughs> one, the, albinos. you know, albino, light-skinned one from the Klingons <laughs> who, you know, love to cover my, I love your code and, switching. <laughs> right? You know, get you a girl who can do both, okay? <laughs> but yeah, so allegedly, allegedly, Vok pretended to be a human in the form of Ash Tyler so that he can get in good with Lorca and then get up on that ship so they can figure out how the ship jumps. Mm-hmm. They need to like, grab a, like a Tribble and test them with it, you know? Yeah, but I don't, ooh, at this that, point ooh, in time, we don't know if Tribbles... Uh, we don't know if humans know that Tribbles uh, react. react to Klingons because I think oh. we don't discover that really until uh, you know the, the original series. Okay. So some ten years. So later. ain't no use to have that. Okay. Cl- cr- tribble. But we, but we, Brian, but Brian's we like on his phone checking stuff up because he's just like, what? That guy's yeah. Vok? How could that be? But we as the the audience know that Tribbles react that way. Yes. So that kind of explains like why they had that little. 
triple up there, yes, you know, earlier. Because then when play. we see they interact, when they see the triple interact mm-hmm. with with Ash, aka Vok, we'll be like, why is the triple freaking out? Oh, mm-hmm. well, no, because he got some cling on in him. Did you get that? Oh, Vak is played by a different actor. Oh, I thought it was the same actor. Is it not? No. Okay. Okay. They look like each other. What is our other evidence? He was sleeping with. He was sleeping with Laurel. Right. Klingons don't take. He wasn't sleeping. He was being raped. We don't know. That's what he said. And I generally want to believe people when they say that that's what's happening to them. However, this is a film. Okay. I just yes. want to make sure that that's yes. on the record. Right. So we all know. We all know. You want to listen to people when they tell you this. You want you want to you want to uh, give them the, the benefit of the is, doubt. This is fiction. Yes. Yeah, so, this is fiction. You know. And also too, it's like we're set up. We're like, here's the scoundrel. Don't trust the scoundrel. Trust the guy who's a Starfleet mm-hmm. officer. But you know. We're smarter than that. Yeah. We know that something is up. But he did shoot. It looked like he shoot Laurel in the head, though. Right. So. But is she clear up? Can she grow her head back? And the other, so he shot her in the head. But did he shoot her or did, did the captain shoot her? The other thing too oh. is like, uh, what did you guys uh, like think of like when when people get shot now? They kind of become like. A little bit of dust or something. Yeah, you know? so she stayed well, that, that alive. Well, that's at least a Klingon, I assume, disruptor rifle, okay. or I don't know what it was. But yeah, it has a kill setting. I don't think Klingon disruptors have stun settings because mm-hmm. they're Klingons. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was weird when she got shot in the face because then when she falls on the ground, she's just like, uh, it looked like she was, had gotten acid thrown in her face. Yeah. Like, but yeah, Which that, I guess is happening more and more around the world. People are just doing these acid attacks. Yeah, and it just kind of seemed like that. In the, the universe. You know, but they're like, listen, if they can reconstruct Vok to look like a human, they're going to be able to reconstruct her. But, or maybe those leaves are all burned but, up. Are you? But Vok, remember, that's not Vok, though. But remember, <laughs> when she said, when they're on that stranded ship, when Vok and Latrell Laurel mm. are on that ship, she he goes, uh, what do I have, you know, but you, ha- I can help you, we can do this, my family has been spies for uh, years, mm. we're deceivers, we're Oh yeah, she said liars. she would set him up with the matriarchs. And, and, mm-hmm. and we, can, we can train you, uh, and, and language is also very good, mm-hmm. right, as a spy, but... Uh, you're going to have to give up everything. That Including is... your Klingon form. Mm. Well, she didn't mm. say that, but, but that, now we're kind of saying that. Well, being a Klingon, you'll always be a Klingon. Mm-hmm. The, that would be the last thing right. you would give and, up. And, yeah. and so if you have to sacrifice oh, yeah. everything. Because they're all about like having mm. pure blood, so that would be giving up everything. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Ooh. I think yeah. like that is a I'm good... really kind of surprised you didn't read about it or, or pick up on it. I don't I don't read. No. I can't, it's <laughs> a Brian shame. Brian pretends to read shame. Where he holds the book yeah. upside down. This is not the last I'll, you've seen or heard of what the track. <laughs> and also, too, remember this: the Ash, the way he kind of looks, he looks a little bit like the uh, in the Trouble with Tribbles episode. He he looks a little bit like the guy who was, uh, you know, a clown oh, posing shit. as a human. It's right? Chekhov's Tribble. They've been setting this up. They've been setting the Tribbles up so that when the Tribble reacts to Ash, Aisha, Lieutenant Aisha Tyler, mm-hmm. when and she's going to freak out. Yeah, that's, that's what I said five I said minutes that ago. Like an yeah. hour yeah. ago. No, I know, but I was trying to think. <laughs> I was thinking. He was caught up. He's just like, oh my god. Okay, guys. Yes. <laughs> uh, last but not least, where did the triple go? It's still. I'm sorry, not the triple. The the tardigrade. 
Because it's nice that they set him free. Yeah. Because if you love somebody, set them free. And if they come back to you, they're yours. And if not, hunt them down and kill them. Yeah. That's what I Well, he jumped a ride on the magic mushroom ride. And he's going to wherever it is he's going to be. And probably talk about, like, man, I met some crazy motherfuckers. They put some nipple clamps on me and made me do some stuff. I'm surprised that she... I'm surprised she didn't do a mind meld with him to kind of like be like, what's going on in there? I'm surprised he didn't just come back and just beat the shit out of her and then leave. Like, he should have just like, he should have been like, boom, and if you're like, farewell, sweet prince, and he just appears before and he's like, and he just leaves. Well, and also, too, is like, she just blew him out into space. Like, she didn't know what was going to happen to him. Yeah, I was like, she just guessing that that'll work. Yeah, her and Till here are just like crying, and it's just like, what the fuck is happening here? In the entire thing is like Burns like oh I had a dream you know what I had a dream guys we better let this thing go meanwhile Tilly's snoring but like <laughs> she has a dream and she's like oh the tardigrade you and I aren't so different after all I should let you well, go <laughs> but okay let's also talk about Captain Saru Okay. Saru taking over command yeah. I, I loved that I thought that was like the C plot or whatever mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. It was but really good. But he never good. got his report back. Well, well he, he deleted it. Yeah. He deleted it because he he knew that like might no. He, well, he knew because he's like I, I know my own strength, right? Yes, because in that it made to me that was like how when you're at a new job mm-hmm. and you have like the person who's training you and shit mm-hmm. on like the register or whatever. Mm-hmm. You want them to, like, stay with you all the time. And then mm-hmm. they finally are like, all right, I'm going to, like, you have to do this by yourself. And they leave. And you're like, oh, shit. And then, but, like, you figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I can do this. I think that's just what that was. Like, mm-hmm. that was a nice little. Well, flying was, a starship is mm-hmm. just like working the cash register mm-hmm. at Marshall's. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he asked <laughs> the computers, like, what do these guys all have in common? He's like, they listed all these attributes, bravery, and this and that kind of thing. But it was like he was able to recognize when the captain was escaping that he was being uh, pursued by these other uh, by these other ships. And he's just mm. like, oh, these this is not a formation because I understand how yeah, prey works. That, that yeah. this is so. This is the person trying to get away. So this. This must be the captain. Classic mm-hmm. Spock, Galileo Seven thing. The captains Archer, Robert April, and Matt Decker mm-hmm. were the uh, most decorated captains. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for coming for this episode of uh, What the Track. I faked it. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't. Oh God! Oh my God! So much. So much Harry Mud. You guys coming back next week? Always. Always. If there's more here. references to Stella Mud. <laughs> 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 this is not the. What is it he said? This is not the last you've seen of me, Captain. Yes. Oh, yes. No, yeah. we'll see him again. You haven't seen the last of her, Captain Mud, or something like that. And now he's mad. Yeah, we'll be I back, hope folks. he comes back. I, would li- I like when they're away from the ship and, like, when they actually have people. Like, it would be nice to have, to not just have fucking Klingons. Yeah. Like,. It's all like just yeah. same shit. Get what? out of the house, meet some new people, yeah. have something to eat. Wouldn't that be nice? Land on a new planet. More Dunder Mifflin employees. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, Minnie Kaling, please. And remember, folks, go to cookingwithdragqueens.com and help us uh, fund our web series, Cooking with Drag Queens. We only have two days to go, mm-hmm. and we have 25% to raise. And it seems like a lot, but it's amazing what mm-hmm. the. In, in, in something spirit, <laughs> the human being, the un, 
unintimidable, the un, the uncrushable, imitable. Well, that's unimitable. Unthinkable human spirit. Unthinkable, yeah, like unthinkable yeah. like Molly, Molly Brown. Brown yeah. Yes. We, we, <laughs> what are we can do this. We yes, can we do can. Uh, we can do this. We can Obama. get there. This web series really needs to happen, and it's fantastic. And we have some amazing. I mean, I'm a little loopy today because I've just been editing and pledging and knocking on doors and asking people and you know meeting with business owners and just being like, please. I, I mean, I'm just like working the the North Avenue Bridge. That's a Old school Chicago joke. Just oh. <laughs> is it about blowing guys under the bridge. Yes, it, it, nice. Back yeah. in the North Avenue, jerking and, off punks under the bridge. In the old days, uh, that's where sex workers. Used I had to no hang idea. Out. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know they used to hang out by the Home Depot over there. Yeah, but the so, Ho Depot. The Ho Depot, oh, they called it. Uh, so you know, um, we've been basically just trying to get people to get up to twenty thousand, and uh, we're, I think we're going to make it, but. Only with your support. So please go to cookingwithdragqueens.com and boldly go where no podcast listener has gone before and support a fabulous series that discovers the enterprise of gender nonconformity <laughs> in a very deep and spacious way. Uh, nine episodes left. I'm just sorry, but no, eight episodes. Brian, this, with the, what? this was the episode. I enjoyed this episode the most so far of okay, any good. of the... It was very uh, Star Trek. It was yeah, also didn't was, focus on Burnham, too. Yeah, and it was, and also I think, like, they got out of the house type yeah. of thing was, and I liked, I really liked Saru as a captain. It was much, that was much better, and I liked that, like, the people were starting to get along, mm-hmm. and so the crew was actually working together. together. And at the end, like, her and Saru are like, oh, we're friends now, and so that's nice. It's nice to have people getting along. Brian, you want to leave us with your little saying? Uh... Peace and long life? No, lick dung. Oh, lick dung and prosper. Prostate. Oh, shit. Lick dung and prostate. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.